Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman, and joining me in studio is Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. On this Tuesday, and Chris Woodward. Good morning. Hey, folks, uh, in a couple weeks, maybe Brent Creeley. Brent, can you step to the microphone? You don't even know what I'm going to ask you. But uh, we've got a new financial show coming up, right? Uh, yes, sir, we do. It's slated to start in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So we'll be telling you more about that. Uh, but that will be in the 9 to 10 o'clock slot central time. So Dr., Dr. Ray Pritchard, our good friend and a colleague here on Today's Issues, has been standing in for us uh, and done a great job. Uh, Ray is an outstanding Bible uh, teacher. And he's been, so that's, uh, I just want folks to know of that maybe they do already. That was, that's a temporary show mm-hmm. till we have this new financial unit. Can you tell us anything about the new show? Um, um, thank you, Brent. Appreciate that. <laughs> okay. I, I do want to say. We'll, we'll, that, ha- we'll have more information for you. Yes. Coming up, but it, you're going to, you're going to really uh, enjoy it. I do want to say that we had, I've never heard this before. I've certainly never heard anyone say it about me. But we actually had a listener to Dr. Ray Pritchard who said, uh, what, what did she She said his voice was soothing? Yes, it is. Yes, said his voice is soothing. No yes. one's ever said that about my voice. But <laughs> I, I, do, I get, you know, words like irritating, grating. But they said, she said that Dr. Ray yeah. Pritchard's voice is soothing. He, and plus his message is always yes, inspirational. Yes, yes. I got an email the other day from somebody uh, wanting to know if I wanted to set up an interview with somebody they were uh, representing. This was a PR firm. Uh, and they referred to me as Tom. And I thought, Tom. I really resonated with you. If you <laughs> right, right. If, if you got my name, it's Tom. Your job hunting? Yeah. No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. It was a you weren't major firm. Tom, were you? Huh? No, no ground. Yeah, it wasn't ground control. <laughs> okay. Ground control to major Tom. Ground. Tim, you should know that one. Ground, let me think about that. Ground control ground to major control Is that to David major Bowie Tom. or something? I, think I don't so. think it, is that Bo- Bowie. I think so. The one about the guy. Space Odyssey. I won't or something? do it in my British accent because <laughs> they will invade. It will okay. <laughs> British invasion. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody, to American Family Radio. By the way, I, I do want to. Throw a little tease out. At 11.05, we're going to have Michelle Bachman on. Um, we hope. For, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. These folks are always busy, and sometimes they forget. Yeah. But she I is. Did, yeah, go ahead. I did follow up with her this morning. So she did reconfirm that she's good to go this morning, 11.05. So yeah, she had, she had, uh, it wasn't yes. her fault the other day. Some conflict came up at the last minute. She was supposed to be on with us, uh, which that prevented her from being on. So she did call us. And reschedule to her credit. So That's Michelle good. Bachman coming. And she's up. gonna be talking about the World Health Organization. Right. Something uh, right. big supposedly is brewing there. So yeah. I know we had some people uh, on our Facebook page say, "Why aren't you talking about this?" Well, former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman will be talking about that. We hope at eleven oh five. 
All right, so if you want to watch on the internet, go to YouTube or Facebook and just type in Today's Issues, and we live video stream this show. And on our Facebook page, we uh, post the stories that we discuss, and they're coming up right now because Chris Woodward, our newsman, is fixing to get us started. Fixing. Love, love um, that you said that. They don't say, what, something wrong with the word fixing? No. no. Oh, to interpret for our <laughs> non-deep non Southern. <laughs> That may be even deep south right there. I don't know. But, fixing uh, to. Fixing to means, you translate that, uh, fixing means about. Yeah, when we say, uh, are y'all fixing to up north, I would have said, are you guys gonna? <laughs> right. <laughs> so. All right, Ewans, here's uh, our story. Uh, that's Missouri right yeah. there. Missouri, and that's hillbilly country. Yeah, is it Missouri or Missouri? Uh, it's both. Okay, all right. Both and. Well, happening right now, uh, the president and first lady are in Buffalo, New York, uh, where they are visiting with uh, family members of the victims of the supermarket shooting that took place over the weekend. Uh, the president and first lady have already uh, made their rounds, uh, made their way around Buffalo, laid a, uh, some flowers there at a, kind of a makeshift memorial outside the uh, supermarket. Uh, there is some stories out today that the uh, person uh, responsible some. for this is uh, going to be charged with hate crimes because most of the victims that were shot at the supermarket were black people. So that is one part of the story. Some people are wondering why the president is not giving as much attention to the other shooting that occurred over the weekend, that one being at the Taiwanese church out in California, where authorities say a Chinese uh, individual who had issues with Taiwanese people went and shot people at a Taiwanese church. May have actually shot more had somebody not intervened and tackled him. Uh, and there's a bit of a some audio here I want to bring in. Fox's Peter Ducey, always good for asking questions. He confronted the new White House spokesperson yesterday on why her name chris kareen jean-pierre if i said it correctly i just wanted to do that for fun okay <laughs> to hear you say it yes. what's the name again chris kareen jean-pierre okay yeah. she is the uh, she took over for jen Psaki. she did circle so back she, has left the building she, <laughs> so she is now the new white house press secretary yes. And she's commenting about what now? What are we going to hear Yeah, now? Ducey asked uh, Pierre why President Biden is going to Buffalo, but he didn't go to Waukesha, and she gives a non-answer answer. The Christmas parade mm -hmm. massacre. Okay, yes, sir. go ahead. Clip five. How come the president is visiting Buffalo after a senseless tragedy there, but he couldn't visit Waukesha after six were killed and 61 injured in an attack on a Christmas parade there. I mean, he's visited many communities. Buffalo, he was, we, you know, he was, he's able to go tomorrow to Buffalo uh, uh, before the trip. That is something that was important for him to do. But he has visited many, uh, many other communities. This is not, Buffalo is not the first community, sadly, that he has to go up to uh, because of a violent attack. So, you know, that's not, that's not the first one. So he's been to many others. No, he hasn't. That's not... Listen, let me just first say this. A couple things. To be fair, as Ed would say, the President of the United States can't go everywhere all the time on demand. The national tragedy, which this is, this is yes, this is a local tragedy. Ten people died mm -hmm. in Buffalo as a result of this guy uh, going in and mowing them down in a grocery store, for right. goodness sakes. So, um, and it appears to be racially motivated. It does. Okay, so that's horrible. And it is appropriate uh, for the president, and in this case the first lady, if they can, 
to go and console these folks and say, listen, uh, on behalf of the country, we, we care about, uh, this community. Okay. So that's, that, that's what Biden should do if he can. It's a judgment call. You can't go everywhere. There's somebody, even a mass killing. You can't go everywhere. If you're president, you may have something else on your schedule that prevents you from doing so in a timely manner. So, so that I understand that. Uh, the the answer that the uh, spokesperson gave there, her, her last name. It's uh, hyphenated, Jean Pierre. Okay, I'm gonna have trouble with this one for as long as she's there. <laughs> the White House spokesperson. I'm just gonna admit it right up front. So just bear with me on that. Uh, what she the answer she gave right there is really not an answer at all. He asked the question. Why did you go? Why is the president going to Buffalo, and he didn't go to Wisconsin after the uh, Christmas parade massacre, where a man got in a car and mowed down, uh, killed a lot of people and injured a lot of people? It was horrible. It got the nation's attention, mm-hmm. and he was motivated because he hated white people. Okay, he was a black fella. So it's the equivalent. It's the moral equivalent if you want to look at it that way. Although I would argue, as Bishop Jackson would argue, every crime is a hate crime because you you have evil in your heart. Right. So, but our country's decided lawfully to distinguish between a hate crime and a regular murder. So, but now, uh, the the reason that Jen Psaki gave back why President didn't go to Wisconsin, and by the way, the First Lady did go. Joe Biden, she did go to Wisconsin on behalf of the administration, again, to be fair. But Jen Psaki said it takes a lot of assets to mobilize a presidential visit to a community. That also is true. But I'm going to give you my opinion right now, okay? My opinion is he didn't go to Wisconsin because there were white dead people. In Buffalo, there were black dead people for the most part, although there were a couple of whites killed there too. And so it doesn't fit the uh, Democratic Party's narrative. I hate to say this. This sounds terrible. Uh, but they want to exploit this situation. Again, this is Tim Wildman's opinion, and I can't verify it nor document it nor prove it. But I think I'm saying what a lot of people believe anyway because the president could have gone to Wisconsin and should have gone to Wisconsin if he's going to go to Buffalo, all right? So uh, he's going to go today, and he's going to talk about gun control, I suspect, if he hasn't already, which is just getting so tiresome because this uh, bad guys can get weapons any day, all day, and especially if you do like this killer in Buffalo where he plans it out, right? He looks like he has been planning this for a while. So... Just, just stop the nonsense about uh, gun control. That, that's what he's going. That's part of what he's going to talk about. And again, is be if he hasn't already. But <clears throat> have I said anything now with respect to the? Uh, I started. That was half a question, which I'll get back to in a minute. Uh, the question about what happened in, in uh, California. So you had a Chinese, a man of Chinese descent, mm-hmm. who evidently had animus towards Taiwanese, yes. which a lot of Americans don't understand that story. 
But uh, so he went into a Taiwanese church. It wasn't because they were Christians necessarily. It was because they were Taiwanese. And he was going to act out his uh, racial, if that's what you want to call it, hatred for them. Racial, maybe that. Ethnic. uh, Ethnic or or nationality background. Uh, Now, in the situation in California, uh, some brave people took action pretty quickly, which helped prevent more murder, more more, more uh, killing taking place. One person did die, and several were injured in the church in California. Mm-hmm. I think that's not getting as much attention for multiple reasons, but one is there weren't as many people that died. So you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Although it was just, it could have been just as explosive uh, had this guy been able to get away with it in California. So. I know that's long-winded, but Ed, you find anything uh, there? I've said that. Uh, no, I, in fact, I want to defend the your opinion because obviously we can't get into President Biden's mind. Well, you can, but then you can't get out. Okay, so we can't. <laughs> that was get a in, good one. We can't get in there, so we yeah, can't right. say definitively this is what he's thinking when he goes to Buffalo as opposed to Waukesha. However. We are drawing conclusions from the fact that the president in his administration has said and the government apparatus, Department of Justice, so on and so forth, has acted in conjunction with this belief on the part of the president that white supremacists and domestic terrorists are the singular threat, existential threat to our country. So if you are going to say this is a systemically racist country and white supremacists are the threat to our nation and then go to Buffalo, but not go to Waukesha. I think it's fair to draw the conclusion that the reason he makes that choice when, uh, Jean Pierre, I'm going to start saying it like, like a KJ Frenchman. When, uh, uh, when she says that the president is able to go to Buffalo today, that means nothing to me. Are, are you telling me? That's not an answer. Are you telling me that the president of the United States had an open day today? That right. He had nothing right. on his schedule? Right. No. no. Obviously, he was able to shift things that were on his schedule right. because this was important enough for him to make a trip to Buffalo. Then why wasn't it important enough for him to shift his schedule to go to Waukesha? Well, I think it's because, as we're saying, the wrong color people died. Yes. That's huh? a terrible thing to say. But what other conclusion can we draw? And you were fair by saying we obviously understand he can't go to every tragedy. Otherwise, he'd have to camp out in Chicago because every <laughs> really weekend noted. it's you know a terrifying reality for black people in that city to have to live through black-on-black crime every weekend. So he'd have to camp out if he was going to go to every event. So I think it's fair to make this uh, to to uh, connect these dots because that's what the president has. That those are the dots the president himself has led us to connect: white supremacists, domestic terrorists, which he means ultra MAGA. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're the big threat. So, yeah. so I don't know, yeah, I've, so so anyway, that that explains it, uh, and, and it it fits in with the critical race theory nar- right. narrative, which is basically whites are devils and uh need to and this guy uh peyton gedron who shot up this store and mm-hmm. killed these black people and the two white people that 
he uh, killed as well. This guy is a devil, right? That was that was an evil act. The devil filled this guy's heart and had been for a while building up this hatred. Mm-hmm. Now you're, what you're seeing is, and I know we'll get to this story, now what you're seeing is uh, uh, people on the left are starting to blame anyone who's opposed to illegal immigration. Right. That's what they're saying. Why? Because they're saying if you're opposed to Ill- illegal immigration, you're s- spurring along this white replacement theory, which was apparently what this Peyton Gedron was into that whites are being replaced by people with brown skin. So now, like they do with guns, blaming guns for massacres like this, uh, now they're blaming opposition to illegal immigration. Yeah. You're fostering hatred towards anyone who isn't white. Yeah. All right, Chris, go ahead. Another story, and this this one is a first for me. Uh, October will be 20 years since I started in broadcasting. I've been here at AFR for 12 and I have never in my life heard this kind of story, but it may not be the last time we hear it. Um, there's a situation in Wisconsin. I'm sure many people are familiar with it. You guys may have touched on it a little bit yesterday with Fred. Uh, but some eighth grade students at a middle school in Wisconsin, Keel Middle School, are being accused of sexual harassment for mispronouncing another student. That's how it's being referred to as mispronouncing. Mispronouncing, not mispronouncing, mispronouncing. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, there's a student there, a biological female, who now wants to be referred to as they and them. And these three students didn't use her preferred pronouns. And as a result, they have been accused uh, of mispronouncing that student and gotten in trouble with the school. I spoke with their attorney, uh, Corey Brewer. She's an attorney with Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. And she uh, spoke with me uh, and told us what they're doing on behalf of these students. Clip one. We've written a letter to the district asking them to end the Title IX investigation, drop the complaints, and remove the complaints from each of the boys' academic records. So right now we're hoping that that is all we need to do, but since this issue implicates First Amendment and possibly also due process violations, um, depending on what happens, litigation is a possibility as well. Now, I reached out yesterday to the principal of the school, Keel Middle School there in Wisconsin, as well as the board members there on the school board, and I got no response. So uh, it looks like if nothing changes here and the school doesn't take back what they've accused these boys of, they are going to face a lawsuit. Uh, You know, Ed, we've talked about this on the show. Oftentimes we talk about groups like Alliance Defending Freedom representing a teacher or a coach who, because of their religious beliefs, doesn't want to use a student's preferred pronouns. Now we're getting into a different situation where students themselves, in this case, middle school students, 13, 14-year-old kids, are being accused of things that is going to impact them going forward because they, for whatever reason, didn't use a student's preferred pronoun. Look, this is one of the reasons, not the only reason, one of the reasons why I do not like like hate crime laws, like this guy Peyton Gedron is being Mm -hmm. charged. To me, the premeditation and the murders that he committed – are enough to put this man away, or I don't know what the law is in New York if he can be, uh, in, in, you know, be executed. Uh, states differ, but the re- one of the reasons why I don't like hate crime laws is that eventually you get to hate speech, mm-hmm. and that is the way this transgender movement is moving, and it's doing it swiftly. This kind of issue came up in Virginia here in the last couple of days as well. Is what you're going to see is that. 
hate crimes are not enough. Hate speech is also going to be punished. And the ones in power, in this case, in this Keele school, Mm -hmm. uh, they have the power and authority to say your words are harmful to the well-being of these students. In other words, it's like violence. Mm -hmm. You're committing violence against these kids, and that is used to to justify the punishment of speech that these people don't like. And yeah. and by that I mean you've got to use the pronouns that this girl was it a girl it was biological a girl, girl? Mm-hmm. you've got to use the pronouns that she wants you to use or you'll be punished because you're harming her. Yeah. And and we're seeing this all over the country and the transgender movement is kind of leading the charge. Yeah. on that usage of words. Do we have time for one more clip? It's a quick one. Okay, one of the things moms in particular have been doing about these and other issues at schools is going to school board meetings. And, you know, we've played many a clip of moms confronting school board members about this and that. Um, Now there's a a situation in the news. An organization called Moms for Liberty uh, says some of its members were contacted by the FBI saying, we've heard you've been going to school board meetings and raising questions. You have concerns and things of that sort. This all goes back to Merrick Garland saying earlier this year, the DOJ is going to start investigating parents for using their constitutional rights to confront school board meetings. Um, I have sound here from Tiffany Justice. She is co-founder of Moms for Liberty, and she spoke with me yesterday about their members being contacted by the FBI for appearing at all things school board meetings. Clip two. She was told not to discuss the call with anyone. She was told that there were other phone calls that were being made to other parents um, that were being investigated. And so, you know, just you can imagine, you know, one minute you're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and trying to find a babysitter to go to your school board meeting. And the next minute, you know, you're answering questions about your mental health by the FBI. That's so that's so bizarre that you would get contacted by your own government for using your constitutional rights. And these women were not threatening school board meetings. Uh, they weren't threatening school board members, things like that. But you're contacted by your own government for things you're allowed to do. And then you were told, don't say anything about this. Yeah, I, my first reply, I've never been contacted by the FBI. My first reply is, do you mind? Uh, I'm going to record this conversation. Okay. And then the second thing is, you're not going to hear me say anything. Because I, the FBI does not have the right to call and question someone, uh, as far as I know, uh, about the you know a first amendment you know that's that's just not what our our country is in other words if you're going to charge me with something if this is mm-hmm. the possibility of leading to criminal charges then i want a lawyer present and if you're not i don't have time to talk to you yeah uh, this is intimidation this is to me this is illegal what the federal government has been doing in terms of treating moms and dads like they're domestic terrorists and i i hope lawsuits commence i generally think there's too many lawsuits but against uh a government that is essentially all powerful in terms of human affairs they can destroy people the federal government they sure. just have the resources nobody has even big corporations don't have the resources to go on forever against a government that literally prints its own money the constitution and the Bill of Rights is meant to protect us from that kind of tyranny. And the only way you're going to have that enforced is by taking them to court. This is absurd. All right, we're going to take a short time out right here and be back with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. We appreciate you listening uh, and stay tuned.
What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe that our ministry, as well as everything in the heavens and on earth, belongs to God, and our role is that of a trusted manager. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. Ooh. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? <laughs> Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. We're learning more information about the white terrorist who killed 10 people at a supermarket in Buffalo. Turns out he was known to law enforcement, accused of wanting to kill people at his high school just last year. He also posted a lengthy racist manifesto online. So what happened? Why did he slip through the cracks of law enforcement? Meanwhile, the FBI had plenty of time on their hands to raid James O'Keefe and Project Veritas in New York. Their only crime was doing good journalism. They also investigated dozens of law-abiding moms and dads. Their only crime was complaining to the school board about critical race theory lessons, letting boys use the girls' bathroom. Federal law enforcement has been corrupted by woke bureaucrats. They treat the good guys like the bad guys, while the bad guys get to shoot up grocery stores and church luncheons. To understand what's really going on in our nation, read my book, Culture Jihad. It's available right now at ToddSterns.com. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Matthew 19, 14. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim and uh, Ed and Chris, we thank you for listening to American Family Radio. <clears throat> um, somewhat of a sensitive issue we're talking about with respect to the uh, 
how the Biden administration in particular treats mass murder in this country. Uh, but I think the evidence is the evidence. Uh, he is in Buffalo today, as he should be, the president, consoling the families of those who lost loved ones in the uh, racially motivated deaths by this killer over the weekend. <clears throat> he didn't go to Wisconsin when the uh, racially motivated killer took an automobile and mowed down all those folks in the Christmas parade. I think six died and dozens or more. I don't know. Maybe it was 20 something injured people pretty, injured. Pretty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that was just one comparison that Peter Ducey asked the White House spokesperson about yesterday, which she did not, could not answer. Um, I was also looking at what the Biden administration has chosen to fly the United States flag at half mast about with respect to these mass murders. You remember when the guy went in and shot up the uh, the uh, massage parlors over in Atlanta? Atlanta, right? White guy. I don't know that white had anything to do with his uh, motives. It seemed like to me, it was uh, it was other reasons. He wasn't targeting Asian Americans because of that. Remember, remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, but nonetheless, the white guy said, "Well, Asian women uh, were the." ones who were targeted, they died, so we're going to fly the flag at half-mast. Right. Boulder, he remember the killings in Boulder by the um, Muslim man? Yes. Uh, they didn't know it at the time. First of all, the liberal media had hoped it was a white guy right. that did the killing. Then it turns out it was a guy who looked white, but he was, in fact, uh, of Syrian descent. And then they changed their narrative, their their tweets as well. Remember, yes. some, some had said— They jumped on it. This is MAGA. Yeah. Yes. And it turned out it was a uh, Muslim guy from the Middle East. Then they started was, tweeting and saying, you know, right. it doesn't really matter. Right. Then so, it's gun violence. Right. So, uh, but President Biden chose to fly the flag at half mask, mast, excuse me. And then there was another killing out in San, was it San Jose when they had a mass murder? That, that was, was uh, against, uh, it, it looked like Hispanics, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I was looking at the website half, H-A-L-F staff.org halfstaff.org because I, I i remember i thought i i was looking back did, did he in fact president biden also ordered the flags to be flown at half mast I'm, I'm telling you this for a reason to substantiate our earlier i don't know if you call it an accusation i guess you would that it matters what skin color you have if the biden administration is going to consider it worthy of national attention and he um, did not order. So I gave you three examples there of when the president uh, ordered uh, the flags across the country to be flown at half mass based on what would be considered a, a, a tragedy that got national attention. And I just mentioned them, Atlanta, Boulder, and I think San Jose. This was in 2001, 2021, rather. Uh, but... Uh, I cannot, and I, I will gladly apologize if I'm wrong, I cannot anywhere find where, I did find where the governor of Wisconsin ordered the flags in his state to be lowered to half-mast, but I cannot find anywhere where President Biden ordered the flags across the country 
to be flown at half-mast based on the Christopher Parade tragedy for, uh, in Wisconsin, which also got national attention, and it was, but I don't think he did. Why do I mention this? Why does it matter? <clears throat> well, it only supports when we say why did he go? He didn't go to Wisconsin, but he went to Buffalo. When you say, well, he orders half mast of the flag uh, when it uh, when it involves maybe minorities who are killed, but when it's uh, I'm just gonna say it. When you run over a bunch of white people in Wisconsin, that doesn't merit a a, a, a presidential half-mast order. It, it, I mean, it deserves an answer. Right. And me. we're not going to get one. It, Peter Ducey tried to get one. Right. It, 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 well, that's that's horrible. Right. If, if, you're, if you're saying that your skin color is the only thing the White House cares about if a tragedy happens. Now... That's overly uh, well. He did condemn Wisconsin, right? From a you know the president did verbally and in a written statement, and Jensaki did. That is true. But I'm just saying, when you don't go to Wisconsin, but you go to these other places, he went to Atlanta. When you uh, lower the flag to half mask across the country on these other tragedies, which are very similar, and yet you. Uh, don't order it for Wisconsin. That begins to tell. That begins to say that it, it only matters to us. On I'm just going to say it. How, what what tragedies we can exploit to make uh, to back up our uh, critical race theory ideology? Yeah. Well, uh, what, and, what, 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 do you, what do you? I mean, and and we're, how we're, else look, do you we're, read that? We're inviting our listeners. If you have evidence, yes, please, that the White House ordered the flags to be flown at half staff because of Wisconsin, Waukesha, then we'll, and I will gladly apologize. Yeah, but if but if not, then how else do you explain that quote unquote oversight? Well, but, it doesn't fit the narrative because somebody in the White House sits there and goes, uh, "Mr. President." Should we order half mass for the flags based on what happened in Atlanta? Yes. Should we order half mass for the flag across the country based on what happened in Boulder? Yes. Should we order half mass for what happened in San Jose? Similar killings? Yes. Should we order half mass for the uh, Chris, Christmas parade mass murder? No. Right? Huh? Why? Right. That's the question. Similarly, that Peter Ducey asked of the White House press secretary yesterday. And, well, let's just hear her answer again. This is absolutely, in my view, pathetic. How come the president is visiting Buffalo after a senseless tragedy there, but he couldn't visit Waukesha after six were killed and 61 injured in an attack on a Christmas parade there? I mean, he's visited many communities. Buffalo, he was, we, you know, he was, he's able to go tomorrow to Buffalo uh, uh, before the trip. That is something that was important for him to do. But he has visited many, uh, many other communities. This is not, Buffalo is not the first community, sadly, that he has to go up to. Uh, because of a violent attack, so you know that's not that's not the first one. So he's been to many others. She she just she just basically said what you said. She said he's gone to many other communities. Yes, he has, but not Waukesha. Why? And she said this was important for him to do to go to Buffalo. 
okay, why wasn't it important for him to go to Waukesha? We want the answer for that. And she is basically building the case for what you just said. Yes, he does go to these other places, but when not it's important, Waukesha, when it's important. Yeah. So she didn't answer the question. Uh, well, she did and she didn't. Right. Um, yeah. Well, she so, didn't spell it out. This is the Democrat Party playbook, though. I, I hate to engage politics. Uh, I, I hate to suggest that politics factors factors in when people when people multiple people are murdered in 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 crimes across the country. These uh, mass murders, but you can't help but say the Democrats are exploiting a situation based on they're trying to. Um, support the critical race theory ideology that whites are the only bad people. Right. Huh? That, I mean, that's it. That's yep. what they're trying to do. And then rev up everybody else to say, yeah, we need to vote against the whites. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and how else do you read right. this? Huh? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. All right. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of politics and government and public policy, the, uh, we have an arm of our, organization our ministry here called afa action afa action which is a 501c4 how many people know what i'm talking about raise your hand That's out there irs designation chris does it's an irs you designation. Me to know that. it yeah. means what it basically <laughs> means you can be more involved in politics than you can with right. a uh, unless you're black lives matter uh, <laughs> uh with the <laughs> there huh <laughs> I was reading a story about how many how many millions of dollars the founders spent on our brother's work yeah. or something. This, anyway, that's a story for another day. Dr. Jameson Taylor is new on our team here, and he is a fellow for AFA and director of governmental uh, government affairs. That's it. You got it. Before before we question uh, Jameson Taylor, we're going to question him. Can can, can do you take requests? Can <laughs> uh, you know? Uh, Fire and rain, maybe. <laughs> I, I seen fire. I seen rain. Uh, You've never heard that before, have you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I heard it on an oldie station. Can we take requests? Was that? Uh, were you serious? Were What's you? I was, I was planning. I've been planning that all. Oh, day. you've been holding that yeah. joke. Okay. We had all right. Jameson on. Hey, Jameson. James Taylor, tell tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Yeah, well, I've been Besides working. You can't uh, see. I uh, <laughs> sorry about that. That's okay. That was just uh, man. That was on, that I was on a, that was, you make wait it seem. I don't know. We didn't, we, didn't get a, we didn't get a bigger enough sample size there really to know. But anyway, you know, Ed and I, we we take pride in offending people. So tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Well, uh, I've been working on state level policy for more than two decades now, and that includes uh, here in Mississippi for. More than 10 years uh, working on issues related to pro-life, to adoption, to foster care, religious liberty. One of the one of the bills that I was able to work with, fortunate enough to work on, was the Mississippi's ban on abortion during the first three months of pregnancy, the the 15-week abortion ban, which is now before the U.S. Supreme Court. So it's been a very exciting time uh, to be working on these issues, and that's uh, legislation that I partnered on with. AFA and working on that back in 2018. But I'm thrilled to be here with AFA in a more formal capacity. And um, you kind of asked, what do I do? Um, basically, I work with lawmakers around the country to pass good biblically based policy. And that's laws. You mix politics and religion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jameson? Uh, don't you know that? Well, you it's, I mean, but what know? is CRT? It's a religion. 
what is I mean, what is global warming? It's basically a religion. The left has their own religions. You know, they're just illogical and tyrannical. Yeah, but it's the Christian religion <laughs> we got a problem with in particular. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> but you, so you worked uh, on uh, drafting the legislation that ultimately made it to the Supreme Court out of the state of Mississippi. That's right. That that everybody's watching to see what the decision will be in in June, which we think Roe versus Wade will be overturned. That's right. We're we're looking toward that case, and that's that's a God thing, really. And you know, if we we talk about How, what do you mean by that? It's well, you know, thing. I'm thinking about my role in that. Um, I think it's a testament to being bold, uh, and then you know, that's we talk about AFA action. AFA action. The one way to think about it is like it's the armor of God. It's like the armor and the sword of God, um, meaning that when you go into battle, you have to have your armor, you have to have your weapons. And so you have education, you have training, you have all the great things that AFA does. But at some point, you use that education and training and you have to engage with the culture. And AFA action is engaging in particular with the political culture. Now, when you go into battle, though, you have to make sacrifices and you have to be bold. But we talk about, and I'll get to that in a minute, but when we talk about kind of that Dobbs case, my attitude toward um, passing legislation is we have to be bold as Christians. We shouldn't apologize for what we're doing, and we should bring our A game every time, and we should do big things, game-changing big things. And that's what uh, I sought to do in working on this legislation that is now before the Supreme Court. But, you know, my role is basically just, I'm just like the defensive back who hit the guy, who drops the football, and then the person who picks up that football is Donald Trump. He's the one who appoints the Supreme Court justices that have now put us in this place so that we can overturn Roe v. Wade. And So the credit credit goes to the president. I think so. President Trump, in terms of... uh, Following through was his commitment to appoint pro-life judges to yeah. the Supreme Court, right? Yeah, and I, you know, I think about that, and what what do I really admire about Trump? It's his boldness. It's you know, he met Trump's made mistakes, uh, and really, you know, <laughs> he's not perfect. I know that may may offend some listeners. Don't but, tell him that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but what I really admire about the president is his boldness, and I think about the kind of bold sacrifices also that he made. You know, we could, I talk about sacrifices that I make. I had to work late and this and that. But let's think about the sacrifices actually that Trump made. Trump could still be in Hollywood making TV, hanging out with A-listers, you know, just doing his thing. Being loved by the Hollywood crowd. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. But he's, he's made sacrifices with his business. He's made sacrifices with his reputation. He's made sacrifices and kind of, he has, you know, friendships. a lot of people, friendships. A lot of people don't like him now. Um, and so, you know, think about well, what sacrifices am I making? You know, what kind of bold sacrifices can we make as Christians to support biblically based, biblically based political approach? And that's why AFA Action exists to kind of to help us come together to be bold but in being bold you have to make sacrifices too and so what we're doing today is we're raising money for afa action you can you can uh, donate by going to afaaction.net to you know i encourage people be bold and be bold in your in your sacrificial giving 
Because this is the way that we're going to get more touchdowns and more wins, just like what we're going to be getting in the Dobbs case. Okay, this is going to get uh, – we're, we're asking for a donation today. This is going to get a little bit technical for people. There is a separation on the books between AFA and AFR, American Family Radio, 501c3 nonprofit, and what we're talking about right now, which is more directly involved in politics around, right. the, around the country. But it's the same values – and same uh, morality that we believe here at AFA and AFR, obviously, except it's involved in government at a, at, at a more direct level. Right. So people may say, well, I already gave during Sherathon. Why are you asking me again for a donation? What we're saying is your donation today and today only, we're on the radio talking about this, of $25 or $50 or $100 will go toward enacting uh laws across the country and nationally that uh, uh, reflect biblical morality. That's True? right. Is that right? Now, how can people make a gift to AFA Action? And this is, a, this is not a tax deductible. Right, because you can, they, AFA Action can be involved in politics. Yeah, so it's not tax deductible, people. We want you to understand that. But we are asking you to make a $25 whatever you can do, whatever you want to do. But just know that this is going to go toward the work that Jameson has been talking about this morning and with Rob Chambers and Philip Girardi and and others. Go ahead. That's right. Yeah, go to afaaction.net, and there's a donate button right there. You click that donate button. It's very easy uh, to donate, but we need your support. And, and, you know, what you mentioned is what are we doing? We're working in states and at the federal level working to pass good laws, laws to protect life, to protect religious liberty. But we're also working through the Center for Judicial Renewal to get good judges on the bench. It's so important that we get good judges. That's what, I mean, we have the law out of Mississippi. We have a great law, but if we didn't have the good judges that President Trump had appointed, we wouldn't get anywhere. And then we also have the I Voter Guide, which is getting verified conservatives elected to office. And I love that phrase, verified conservatives, because I voted for a lot of conservatives. I've, you know, we've seen a lot of conservative judges on the court. But yeah, until they them, get in there. Yeah, until they get in there. They're not verified. And right. so what I Voter Guide does is they really we study. We go to their homes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We go to their homes. Nice. We, we get protest a bull, outside. We get a bullhorn, and we make them come out and swear <laughs> to be a conservative. And that's that's what we'll do if we have to. No, I think there's – cheek, people. I think, you know, you see candidates take uh, tax pledges. They're not going to raise taxes. Right. I want to start to see candidates take pledges that they're going to follow biblically-based values. But that's what I Voter Guide is about. That's another division of AFA action of getting good candidates into office. So we have the candidates, we have the judges, and we have the policy. Yeah, you bring these together, and that's how we win. Yeah, listen, folks, if we're not involved in politics and government and lawmaking, if you know, I I have in my lifetime, and you have too, if you're listening, have heard Christian pastors say that's a waste of time being involved in politics. Christians, that's dirty business. It is dirty business. So is a lot of other. So are a lot of other businesses that Christians are involved in. But if we abandon politics, government, lawmaking in the name of not getting our hands dirty with with that, then who 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 does that lead to to fill those positions? 
then pagans <laughs> are people who hate our guts. Right. So uh, I've never understood that uh, Christians don't need to be in, uh, waste too much time involved in politics. Well, guess what? Uh, who's going to fill that vacuum are people who want to shut Christians down, get rid of our constitution, change our nation. So if we don't fight in the political arena, especially in a country where we have the right to and the freedom to, that's 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 uh, uh, against scriptural responsibility. Yeah, um, and, and for those and for those uh, parents, for example, who say, well, listen, I protect my kids. I homeschool my kids. Well, then love your neighbor. And love your neighbor's kids because they're having to go to these schools, right. for example, and be taught all this transgender nonsense and be taught. So well, love your neighbor like well, yourself. Also, if you don't defend your our constitutional rights, then it's going to become more and more difficult to homeschool yes. or to go to Christian school because the left wants to shut those people who do that down. So I'm going to ask that you uh, – if you were listening, that you make a donation, be as generous as you can. Just a one-time deal, folks, for right now. <laughs> we'll come back and get you again later. Uh, but as far as today, we're just raising funds for our AFA action arm here. So, again, $25, $50, $100, whatever the case may be that you can do would be very, very much appreciated. Uh, go to afaaction.net. Dot net. Go to afaaction.net, afaaction.net. They can't call anywhere, right? Just go they there. They can. Mm-hmm. There is a number. Okay, let if me you get, if, you, if you don't, you can go to afaaction.net and click on and make a donation. It's very easy to do. You can use your credit card. Or what, Ed? The number, if you want to call and make a donation, is 877-616-2396. That sounds like share It number. is. It's the same. I think it's the same number. Uh, 877-616-2396. Two three nine six. What but is they, that dial here at our here, dials here at our offices? I I, I, yeah. I I think so. And 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 so there won't be people answering, expecting Sherathon givers. This is uh, what we're calling AFA Action Emphasis Day. So mm-hmm. you give the phone number again for people yes, who want to call. The number call. If, if you want to give and uh, donate to a, donate to AFA Action. Do you want to give donuts? That's fine too. I mean, we'll take money. We prefer cash, but yeah. We'll, but you said donuts. Did I? If you yeah, want to donate, if you want to likes the maple ones. If you yeah, you said if you want to donate the maple kind. Uh, All right. Good. The number the number to call is eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Jameson, Doctor Jameson Taylor is has been in studio with us. He's new on our team here, and Jameson will be working with lawmakers around the country to. Uh, as we go forth, trying to uh, do our best here at AFA to uh, see righteousness exalted, as Matthew chapter 5, Jesus talked about. Thank you, brother. That's right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right. And uh, do you sing? I'm just, do you, I mean, not in the shower, but like, do you sing in the church choir or anything like that or no? No. Okay. Do you reckon? Do you, do you re- sound like to me? You recognize your limitations. Is that true? I think uh, my the people around me recognize my limitations. <laughs> okay, but the man, listeners recognize his own limitations. <laughs> what movie is that from? That's Clint Eastwood. Oh, is that Clint? Eastwood? I think I think that's him. You sounded a little like Clint. Eastwood. I couldn't tell if that was Darth Vader or Clint Eastwood. Or- no, Darth Vader. <laughs> Finish with James Earl Jones aren't easily confused here. <laughs>
plans. Go ahead, punk. <laughs> Make my day. I'll be back. No. I mean, that's. <laughs> I just did that to get a reaction out Arnold of you. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know, but I just did. It. I just did that to get a reaction. They all have out the same you. voice. Huh? Yeah. They all have the same they do. evil voice. Yeah. And if I keep going, it slips into Russian. I don't know why. It's a, it's a Russian. <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're running up running up on a break here. Chris, thank you for your contributions. Thank you very much. Uh, tell our listeners that they want to keep up with the news from that we provide here every day. Our news team. What do they need to do? Yeah. Real easy. Go to AFN.net, AFN.net. That is where all of the stories you hear on the radio, or most of them anyways, uh, wind up in print. Uh, we'll also have news coming up here at the top of the hour and every hour from henceforth. But what about henceforth? That sounds like... It's a $5 word. What about the uh, daily news briefs people can get in their inbox? Yes, thank you for asking. At the top of AFN.net in the upper right-hand corner, there's some information you can click, enter your email address, which we will not sell, and once a day you will get one email from us with the compilation of about five or six stories that we have. So uh, if you want a digest of the news Mm -hmm. from a Christian perspective, once a day, Monday through Friday, uh, we promise not to sell, rent, or Lease your email to anybody for any reason. That is correct. In the history of mankind. And we do not ask you to pay to read our articles. Okay, go go to uh, our, and we don't have sponsored by with the girl in the bikini. We are not sponsored by <laughs> Pfizer or okay, the girl in okay. the bikini. Right, so how do they get the news brief? At AFN.net, upper right-hand corner, click subscribe, enter your email it's, address, right. and there you go. It's good stuff, too. Thank Very you. Very good. Right. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.